Hello and welcome to the final episode of the Lehigh Valley with Love podcast for 2022. I'm your host, George Wacker, and today we talk with JT Norman, business development and product design and innovation at Kitchen Magic, located in Nazareth. We learn about JT, how he wound up in Nazareth one evening, was rescued by some local Nazarenes, got his nickname, and never looked back. We also talk about what to look for in kitchen remodeling in 2022 and how you can find out more about Kitchen Magic. Thank you to our sponsors, Molly's Irish Grill and Sports Pub, Michael Bernadine with Remax Realty, and Made Possible in the Lehigh Valley. Visit our show notes to learn more about all of this stuff. And now, let's talk to JT Norman of Kitchen Magic. Okay, we're, we're here on set. I wish this was my set. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it pretty cool? Yeah, no, thank you so much for, for having me today. We're up in Nazareth, well, near Nazareth, right before today at Kitchen Magic with JT Norman. And JT, can you introduce yourself a little bit and tell us you know, what you do here at Kitchen Magic? Okay, so my title here at Kitchen Magic is Business Development, okay. Design, and Innovation. That's a lot. It is a lot, what? but I love what I do here. It's all new to me. It's all really, really new to me. Okay. Uh, originally, my background is a commercial residential designer. Okay. So, which would be, you know, for people who aren't as aware, you know, that is, is that where you would be going in and I would be saying, I would like to reno this right. portion of my house? And, right, yeah. yeah. So I do a lot of consulting um, for contractors, let's say for new construction. Sure. Um, people opening up new restaurants, they, they use my expertise to, you know, help select the colors, what theme we're going to use. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's hospitality, which is hotels and all that. Um, that's my main background originally um, as, as a designer. Um, and now at Kitchen Magic, I, I lead the way for design and innovation and, and reference to products that we sell. In addition to the, this, this wonderful set. wall Isn't that you put through. cool, right? <laughs> you should add like another feather in your cap to set designer. <laughs> I think I surprise to... everybody at Kitchen Magic <laughs> all the time. It's like, like I have this big Mary Poppins bag and out <laughs> comes all these tools and I'm poof, it's done. I had this idea mm -hmm. because, as you know, post-pandemic, sure. you know, um, social media was big in this industry, but not as big. Okay. And now it's the, it's, it's the tool to go to for the home improvement industry. And when, what do you mean by that? Is it just that prior to COVID, there weren't as many people as tuned in because we were forced to be on social? We or? were tuned in, but we were tuned into like the big shows, HGTV, sure. DIY network, trying to figure out how we could do it ourselves, getting those ideas uh, from Pinterest, mm -hmm. um, things like that. So how do we get our voice out there? Right. You know, because everybody lives with the phone in their pocket, right? Yes. right? So we decided, you know what, we need, we need to figure out a way how we can connect with the consumer, um, not on a daily basis, but we do it maybe once a week, sometimes once a month. Actually, lately it's been getting crazy because it's wonderful. And this is an I thought this is a great opportunity for us to educate the homeowner on why things are priced the way they are priced. Mm -hmm. um, what products are we're going to see coming in the future? Um, and why design is what it is in the home. So. And you talk about HG, and, and those are great. Those are national shows, yeah. you know, and isn't it something, if you're clearly, you know, selling to the Lehigh Valley, doesn't it behoove you to have something nice like this locally? Like when I'm walking in and going through the showroom, <laughs> immediately there's all this stuff, just, you know, visualizing it's a lot. 
easier to have all this nice stuff. It is. It is. Um, I love. I love this set. Um, this has been around for what, maybe two months. Uh, oh, we just we decide to develop this it. Yeah, well, the great thing is that if, if you get to know about Kitchen Magic, and this is what's exciting about why I love working here so much, I feel like I work for Disney World. <laughs> okay. I literally can come up with an idea because my brain's always going. Uh, and I always tell people my brain is like Dorney Park. Don't You don't want to go in there with creativity. But, you know, I come up with these ideas and I'm I literally um get excited and to have the ability to walk down the hallway into operations and say hey guys i have this idea mm -hmm. do you think we can build this do you think we can manufacture this and put this out there for the consumer they'll look at it um and you'll see there's other areas in um here at headquarters where we do have those meetings we have this area called the innovation station okay where everybody collaborates as a community and and tries to figure out how can we make these ideas go into fruition. And like I said, I go down the hall, I talk to operations, I was like, can we build it? If they say yes, they build it, it's done within, what, maybe a half hour, and we have a product. And, and I think what's neat about that too, we were saying before we started recording, Kitchen Magic's over, what, 40 some years old? 42 years old, yes, family, no, 43 years old. Wow. 43. Well, that always throws me off because of the pandemic. We can right. skip a year. <laughs> no. 43 years old, uh, family-owned and operated business. Uh, an amazing family. Um, the um, the creator of this company had this dream, um, Yost Fleck, mm -hmm. um, where he wanted to bring the, the kitchen design industry actually to the consumer's home. Mm -hmm. So what then that's what we do here at Kitchen Magic. This is how we sell. We literally bring the showroom to the consumer's home. Uh, make me like how does that work? If you were to come to my home, which you should, right. I think if I was to like come to your step. home, all right. So if I as, <laughs> as one of the designers and sales team members at Kitchen Magic, if you were to call us up and set up an appointment, say mm -hmm. I I'm looking to get a a new kitchen, whether it be refacing or we do offer new cabinetry. Um we would set up an appointment, we come out to your house, and we bring all the materials to you to select from. So it's kind of like a, a clown car. No, <laughs> I joke <laughs> I around you're, like that. You're like, this, like these different, yeah. Yeah, these different I mean, styles. our sales team, they, they carry everything from countertop samples, cabinetry, um, different styles and colors, mm -hmm. um, backsplashes. Um, hardware, we carry it all. We bring it all to the home, and um, it's a pretty neat experience. So let's backtrack a little bit. Okay. How long, we talked about, you've been around for 43 years. How long have you been at Kitchen Magic? Three and a half years. And then prior to that, you had said you, you did different prior commercial to, prior design. Prior to that, I did commercial design, but I was also working for other um Well, where are you from? Companies. Let's start from Oh, the... I'm originally from New York City. Okay, so yeah. how do you originally get... How do you get that design bug early on? Like, what is your so my back, all right, original, your background? So there we go. <laughs> right, yeah, this is the good stuff. This is the yes. good stuff. So originally, <laughs> um, I actually wanted to get involved in law. Okay. And it, it just wasn't my thing. And the reason why I got involved in law, because and any New Yorker will tell you this, if you're from uh, Brooklyn or any of the boroughs of New York, most likely um, you're going to be in the fire department or the police department. Right. 
So, you know, my dad and my uncles, they were all in law or the fire department. So I thought, what can I do? How can I contribute and keep it in the family? Oh, I'll study law because... Sure. Falls in well, the I mean, it's, you know. the, yeah. it's like law and order. So right? I, I did study law so. for a year. Um, Pace University, it did not work. I was not good at you being... Just, the, I wasn't good at being a devil's advocate. But is that, is that good, know? though? Because there's a lot of people who I imagine they go on for a decade doing something they, they aren't good at or don't enjoy. It so. was boring. Yeah. It was boring. I'm sorry, it's you know? I mean, I learned a lot, and I met a lot of amazing people, but... Um, so actually what happened was there was a, a weekend that I was at work in this law firm. I worked at, was, the law firm was on Wall Street. Um, I won't mention any names. Um, and um, one of the attorneys came to me and said, hey, JT, you know, you're pretty good. What color? Can you, can you pick a color from my office? And I was like, sure. So I picked a color. Well, that exploded. All the attorneys were starting to reach out to me. Can you come and like pick out the colors from my office? Okay. And what do you think about artwork? So... I was very fortunate that the um, owners of the law firm, they pulled me in and they said, you're in the wrong business. That's and I was like, you think? And they actually supported me and represented wow. me to get into Parsons School of Design. And did you have like a background in any sort of art or textile before that? Or uh, no, I, I, am, I am the fortunate, I'm one of the fortunate ones. It's a gift. It okay. really is a gift. I don't know where it comes from sometimes. I, I, I you know, I shock myself. Like, where did that come from? So it, it's definitely a gift. These Wall Street lawyers then start to back your, your new career. Yes, How, they what, do. What happens after that? They, they back me. So I, I attend school. I, okay. um, I go to uh, Parsons for four years. And then after Parsons, um, I decided to add some more tools on my belt. And I went to the Fashion Institute of Technology. Okay. Um, to learn a little bit more about text textiles, which was great about it. Like being in, in college then, my dad said to me, you know, all right, so you're not doing law, but you got to promise me because, you know, I don't know where you're going with this design thing, but if you're going to go in that direction, promise me that you don't become a bartender <laughs> or you don't be uh, a waiter during college. I was like, so what do I do? And he right. pushed me to work alongside of contractors, electricians, okay. masonaries. Um, and these were extra tools that I, were getting, I was getting on so my belt. So you're learning not just the uh, aesthetic side, but really some Installations. of that. Yeah. Installation. How cool was that? So I thought that was a, a very smart thing that my dad did for me hmm. and suggested. And I did follow that. And I ended up being out of school, not only with the education of design, but also being able to on hands do it. Which I thought was, which yeah. has to come in very, you know, because you're not just like, oh, I don't, I, I know up to this level. Like you're able to, oh yeah, maybe have a little bit more insight. Oh yeah, that. yeah, and and I think for me, it, it worked so well because of contractors aren't easy to get along with. No, you know, I no. mean, <laughs> as a designer, no, don't <laughs> they don't like designers. Well, I should say they like me. <laughs> because <laughs> the they, exception they, to the rule. The exception to the rule. Because I understand uh, what it takes to to get to a specific place in design. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not all about pretties. There's the functionality of design. So, um, yeah, I, I, I learned so much. So, living in New York, you know, I, I ended up saying, you know what? New York, I'm kind of... That was the first World Trade Center bombing. 93? Yeah, 93. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, I don't know if I could be, you sure. know, stick around. New York, I always loved New York. 
will always love it, still visit it. My family's there. Um, but I decided, you know what? I want to try the Ingalls thing. I'm going to go out to the country. <laughs> so I literally, I packed my bags, I kid you not, and said, wherever my car takes me, I will live. Really? And I got in my car um, <laughs> from the Upper East Side, and I drove um, through Staten Island, over the Outer Bridge Crossing, into New Jersey, ended up on 78, and then a snowstorm came. And I remember um, slipping and sliding away <laughs> not being used to this crazy weather we right? have out here <laughs> and i end up in nazareth pennsylvania for real yeah i literally uh, kind of slid off to the side of the road into an embankment and you're just like this is good enough i'm not yes. yeah okay so the story gets better from there okay <laughs> so I'm, I'm on this embankment and i'm like not totally not prepared for this weather mm -hmm. or the snow or anything and this jeep pulls up with a bunch of people on it all happy and everything. Hey, can we help you? Matter of fact, leave your car there. We'll come back for it later. Come with us. And I was at the point where, like, why not? What do I got to lose? Like, don't ever do that, by the way. But, <laughs> yes, unless no, you're really no, no, stranded. no. But it really, it really, it, actually, it's the beginning of a lot of wonderful things that okay. that that happened for me out here. And um, they were like, "What's your name?" And my name, my actual name is James Tracy okay. Norman. So they were like, looked at me like, "Oh." Like where are, you, where are you coming where from? Where are you coming like, from? Just, well, anyway, let's. Long story okay. short, two hours later in the bar, we're all doing shots. They all <laughs> raised their glasses and said, "From now on, you are officially JT." Really? And I was like, "How cool is that?" So, they named me JT from now on. That's my Pennsylvania name. I call it JT. What? Like this? It's, <laughs> honestly, it sounds like a, a sitcom. The beginning, no, like the first really episode, where and you met, slide off and I met so many interesting characters sure. here in pennsylvania so do you, you you've been in nazareth ever since no or? i lived in nazareth for about four years um then i moved down to the city of easton and at the okay. time easton was struggling um but i loved it because it reminded me of new york it was a little seedy mm -hmm. it was all good <laughs> <laughs> and then left um downtown easton and moved more into the burbs and, and now I, I live in uh, a, a wonderful wonderful community called Old Orchards. Sure, I know. Um, and I love it there. The tree-lined streets, it really brings me back to a time growing up as a kid. Um, before moving into New York City, we lived in, in the suburbs, mm -hmm. um, and that's what it reminds me of. It's, it's, it's great. The people out here are amazing. They really watch out for each other. Well, just, um, I just think it's neat how you came, got stuck in a way, and then yeah. never wanted to really well then calling just, my family and saying yeah. you know what i'm going to stay in pennsylvania they're like they thought i was nuts and then they would make remarks whenever they would come visit me what do we do do we wear camouflage are we going to watch nascar i mean i got it all <laughs> i guess it depends on part of the pennsylvania year, but like, yes, you, you can do are. all of these things yeah. and we have lots of hot dogs and right. weird cheesesteaks so and, yeah. while i was out here i i figured this is, this is a great frontier it's all new for me it's an opportunity for me to to start my own business out mm -hmm. here and i did that i started my own business with uh interior design uh and developed a very very large clientele base okay. um connected with a lot of affluent people here in the lehigh valley amazing business people and um started designing some wonderful restaurants in the lehigh valley okay and um, are there any you can are you allowed to i can oh well if you want really really good food yeah, best yeah. food in lehigh valley and they're gonna love me for this go to yanni's travana oh absolutely 
Yes. And, that, and they were closed for a period of time, too. Yeah, so they, they struggled through yeah. pandemic, too. It, I think it was hard on everybody, but they're doing... The, mm -hmm. Yanni's... I, I, the, first of all, the family's amazing. Yes. They're very supportive of what I do because I've known them for many years, and I'm fortunate to do some of their, um, you know, uh, their, their restaurants. So, yeah. And so you... During that time, I'm sure trends change all the time always and every day they changing every day we're changing. in a place you know i walk in i don't know much <laughs> about what but you know um have between i guess to try to get some insight on some of the things that you do like ha have you seen trends even change in the last three or four years in, oh, in terms of design or what people are know asking what? for or, george i wish I wish that it would take that long for changes to happen, like four years. They happen so rapidly and so quick. It's, it's somewhat difficult to keep up with. It's always changing. And a lot has to do with this, this forced information that we're getting mm -hmm. from, from the internet, you know? Um, it's always changing, always changing. There was a time where um, when you wanted to new introduce new trends, at least you had that year. <laughs> to do the research and present okay. it now they're giving you a few days well you get like so. a TikTok, right and somebody could be like well, well that yeah. even that like i want that type of thing now and it well yeah know. it's well and yeah it you're right i mean like social media it's strange i mean like TikTok, for example all right so they have all these i don't know laws uh i guess for what music you use mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. and you know, and look at Willie Manelli. Remember them? Millie Vanilli? Millie Manelli. Millie Vanilli. <laughs> yes, I do remember that. Known for their lip syncing. Yeah. Now everybody's lip syncing. I don't see it anybody, you know. <laughs> I'm, you know, I, I love the short format and I love like what it's able to do in terms of getting yes. those nuggets out. But then mm -hmm. sometimes it can leave a little bit to be desired when it just right. comes to more information and, and, yeah, and, and those and, sorts of things. And a lot of it used to be designed in the past a lot of it had to do with um, demographics, you mm -hmm. know, especially like I work for here in Nazareth, our headquarters, and the first thing people would think is, oh, do you get your ideas just to accommodate the demographics where you are? First of all, okay. we're located in eight states. Yeah, I was just so, saying, you guys are... So our demographics are all over the place, but we learn not to focus on demographics anymore. It's about persona. I mean, things have changed. Um, we're, we're more diverse as a society. Um, everybody likes something different. Mm -hmm. no, one's, no one follows the Joneses anymore. Remember how it used to be? I right. want to be like the Joneses. You don't get that anymore. So we definitely follow um, personas. I'm very smart when it comes to figuring out trends because what I do is I reach out to colleagues that are in the industry that I've gone to school with or that I've worked with, and we collaborate and have these wonderful brainstorm you know, sessions, figuring out what we think is going to happen for 2023, 2024. And usually our predictions are, are spot on mm -hmm. because we all do research the same way. And yeah. you mentioned Joanna Gaines, you know, from HGTV or whatever mm -hmm. um, network they're on. But do, do you find people see some of those shows as well and be like, they'll see a certain style and then ask for that or... Do they want a certain style and then, like you said, want to put their own persona on some of that? Thing? Yeah, yeah, they do. And I always tell people, you know, it's really important, especially with, with designing a space that you live in. You mm -hmm. have to wake up in it every day. You have to go to sleep in it every day. Um, you eat in that space every day. Do whatever you can to, to put yourself in that space um, from a design perspective. You know, like you said, everyone's following 
Magnolia or Joanna Gaines, should I say, or, right. the Dia, or, or these other great shows that are on there, and they're wonderful for inspiration, but I always, always tell people to, you know, put you in that space. Because what happens is, is and this has been happening for, the, I would say, the past four years, and I'm so glad we're moving away from it. For a while there, everybody had a white and gray kitchen. Okay. And I was like, okay, I feel like I'm in a black and white film. Where, where did the color go? And now I'm seeing, because of the pandemic, people are now living in their kitchens. They have no choice. Right, they're doing right? their work in their kitchens, they're taking Zoom calls, right? Yeah, well, they're working in the like, perfect example. They're like, oh my gosh, look at this pantry. It used to be just for a mop of broom and dog food. I could actually put food in here and mm -hmm. use it, you know? So the pandemic really created a very, very wonderful movement towards people focusing on functionality and what they want to live with in their space. It slowed us down. And, and I love that because now I'm starting to see people put introduce color in their kitchens. They're being more personalized, which well, is neat. We, it's funny, when we were looking, we're not looking now just because like the prices went crazy, but um, when we were, my wife and I were looking for houses, she's is a big fan of that 70s kitschy, kitschy, yeah, kitschy type kitchen, like those types of styles um, from the 70s. Have you seen, I don't know what's super popular now. You said you're moving away from those white and gray kitchens. What do you see currently that is trendy, that might change by the time we publish this? I know what you're talking about, what your wife's looking at. It's, it's kind of like that retro kitchen. Yeah. Yes, that style is coming back. But uh, it's going to be definitely in a new in a new way. It's going to be introduced by not using those same colors they used. Okay. Um, all yeah, they that. they used it's the same colors from the seventies, but um, either warmer or like not that like chartreuse. No. Well, um, who knows? You might. See I that. like it. Yeah. But. You know. So what I'm seeing is, is you know, commonly there was um, everyone would purchase on a safe um, purchase. They would do shaker doors. Okay. So what's going on is now you're going to start seeing flat doors like the 70s mm -hmm. or small profiles around the edges of the doors like the 70s. Yeah, it's a cleaner, simpler look. look. Uh, uh, Crystal, I'm giving you a shout out. You are trendy. Like those are the types of things. Oh, that she's are, trendy, yeah. And I, what it. I love about that '70s look is that they're mixing a little bit of bohemian with it. So okay. it's really like today's modern day hippie, I guess. Okay, <laughs> which is pretty you, cool. Well, on, on that note, do you ever get anybody who comes in who like asks for something? And you're like, wow, that is great. We'll do it, but that is like really wild, or I haven't thought of it before. I mean, obviously, you're able to do anything from. Your basic to we will consider it okay we have to be careful because if one designer is allowed to do something different mm -hmm. oh, it opens up uh, the can of worms to every designer wanting to be able to do right. it we have to make sure on our end that we're capable of manufacturing whatever the request mm -hmm. is and that we can do the installation so there are a few little you know boundaries but we move past them so for, for somebody like me, say we did get that house and we did get that older kitchen that it still needed to be done. You know, we, we like the design a little bit, but we still wanted to redo it. What is the process for that? Do do I just call Kitchen Magic up and yeah, set up absolutely. an appointment? Is it, yeah. yeah, call Kitchen Magic up, you set up an appointment. Um, what is helpful is, is if when you're setting up that appointment, uh, and we have a, a wonderful call center, 
um, that, that'll answer any concerns that you have or any questions you have moving forward and, and just give them an idea of what you're looking for and mm -hmm. then they relate that to what, whomever the salesperson is that's coming out to your home. And they will come out to your home, like I said, with all these materials for you to select from. So yeah, it's, it's a quick process. You know, okay. um, we did have a showroom at one time. We noticed people weren't using it mm -hmm. post-pandemic. Right. You know? I mean, it's just... And we thought that with the way people's schedules were with work and everything, that this is an opportunity to, you know, to provide this service by making a set appointment with the consumer and being able to go to their home. Absolutely. You know? It will makes it a lot easier, kind yeah. of... I, mean, I guess not easier on the salesperson who has to drive out there, yeah. but I'm sure they enjoy that as well to yeah. kind of you know give them as many options as possible mm -hmm. and and take a look at it and you get a lot of, i mean you get extra expertise i mean great advice um and if there's a specific material that you're looking at that we've you know suggested and you're unsure we're able to send you out a an actual sample so that you can have it and debate on it and make sure it's the right choice and what what do you see you know, predicting trends. You said you're pretty good at that. What do you see happening in the next maybe year or two when it comes to the industry in general? I mean, I don't know if that means designs or... or. I see a lot of people are really getting away from clutter, which is interesting. You know, you're going to see more opened space on the countertops. You're going to see a lot of these appliances because, I mean... There are so many gadgets out there. I know. I just I mean, saw it. There's a microwave with Alexa built into it. No, like, do I need no, that? no, 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 no. I kind of. <laughs> it's fun, but we are. But no, I I agree with you. Less clutter is. I mean, everything has navigation. It's probably. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna probably sell like, like cookware with navigation. <laughs> it's crazy. But um, yeah, I see a lot of um, the future in design for kitchen. Very very open, clean spaces. There's one thing that I love, and I truly. I uh, have been a fan of it since I started my design career. It's feng shui, but now it's falling into biophilic design. What is that? I'm sorry. Biophilic design is, it's not really a style, it's a way of living. So for example, if I was to do biophilic design in someone's home, let's say their kitchen, um, biophilic is literally being inspired by nature. Okay. And bringing the outside in. So how does that work in design? So I would look at a kitchen and say, wow, let's remove this wall and just put a whole glass wall up so that natural light comes in. All right. That's biophilic. Okay. Let's figure out a way that we could actually be able to design a space in the kitchen where we can grow our herbs right there in the kitchen and pick from them while we're cooking. That's biophilic design. And there is a movement and you're going to see it slowly getting there. It's just getting the consumer to understand it and also to, to hopefully think that they would make that part of their life as, as a habit. Just like you pull out the toaster and you throw bread in it. Maybe right, we, it's maybe not we, like the, the <laughs> hanging plant that's there for decoration. No, it's like no, you're picking no. the mint out of yeah. there and actually using it in there. It's really cool. Um, water filtering systems, hands-free is going to be big. I mean, I know since the pandemic, a lot of people were getting faucets that are hands-free. seen that, yeah. Um, which is really neat. Uh, we saw a lot of them. Um like you say, Alexis microwaves, you're going to have I don't, I don't know if I can take that. Like the, there's an Alexa in the kitchen. I don't know if I need to add it to the microwave. Right. Like if it just tells me no. 
Or but I mean, you see these these large refrigerators now that look like cell phones. It's crazy. That's it is crazy, but it's kind of fun. Well, I don't know. I, I, mean, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know about that. I think there's a value in both. Like I'm definitely like a gadgety guy, but mm -hmm. I definitely enjoy having some of that grounded, you know, I sensibility. See, I to understand it. who's ever behind the design of it. I mean, they're being very, very, very creative. But when you see these refrigerators that you literally tap on them and all of a sudden the front looks like it's glass. <laughs> just, and open it. just open it. Just open it. Open the refrigerator. And and it's telling yeah. you to get groceries. It, it smells bad. Throw like, it out. <laughs> it's like, what's the weather? I will walk outside. Right, exactly. And, and look at it. Exactly. So, yeah, technology is taking over too. Big time. Big time. Um, and, and then what would you say? I guess somebody maybe who's on the fence, they're like, oh my goodness, if I call Kitchen Magic, it's going to be all this you know, work or, or something like that. But if somebody's interested, I would think at the minimum is, hey, give us a call. Let us at least show you some of the options you have and, and yes. then we can, you know, go from there. I mean, we get these questions all the time. We're now getting them on social media and people, we do our best here at Kitchen Magic to keep the consumer educated, to, to make sure that they are making the best decision for themselves, mm -hmm. a decision that won't interfere with their everyday pattern while a kitchen is being installed in their home. Oh, sure. I mean, so we explain all that to them. Yeah. Listen, I mean, in any remodeling project, it's not always going to go exactly as planned. There's sure. always something that happens, you know? It might not be as dramatic as HGTV. Right, I mean, well, no, no, well, they don't show that side. Right. I mean, well, I think they, 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 make that, they look, make it look worse or, you know, but yeah. yeah I had a, con a consumer <laughs> ask me, like, why isn't it like HGTV? And I was like, well, first of all, well, it'll, co well, it'll cost you money to have a truck parked in front of your house that serves food well, yeah, and a makeup too. artist, you know? <laughs> you know it's like, well, no. it makes a half, though, right? Um, the, the, the neat thing is... Um, yeah, like I said, we really do our best to educate the consumer um, to get them a head start. We want to make sure that um, we hold their hand, um, and that's one thing that we that we definitely do here at Kitchen Magic. We're focused on value, the value mm -hmm. that we have to offer, you know. And a lot has to do from our experiences ourselves. You know, we think like the consumer, you know. So we know what it like. We know what it's like to get frustrated. So on our end, we do the best that we can to make sure that everybody's, you know happy through this process mm -hmm. and then the re and we get great results and then we get amazing referrals and it's wonderful sure. and, and um e even the studio you know we were making f but this is you're, you're creating content yeah you know to go directly to the consumer to show them you know all mm -hmm. the great things that you're doing so creating content is fun. not easy because everything has to be what under a minute these days <laughs> yeah as we come in on it's 30 not minutes like watching here, right? um national geographic <clears throat> for design you know sit down for an hour and and, and talk about it. that would be nice uh, but we do have some great videos on our youtube channel so if you go to kitchen magic yep. um on youtube there's some great great yeah. material on there just to give you a head start Sure. And, decided. and for anyone, you know, listening, we have all these links for Kitchen Magic are in the show notes, so you can check those out. Cool. Um, and, you know, what we recommend is check out the website. Go to the website. Yes, you know, go Especially to the if you're interested, if you want to get that 70s kitchen or get rid of your 70s kitchen, whichever way you're going to want to do it, you can do it. Uh, and JT, thank you so much. This has been great. Yeah, this is fun. I love that thank you got you. your name. I'm going to take this away <laughs> from the whole interview. People you get your me. name from... 
getting your roads, getting your car stuck on the side of the road in Nazareth, having some people pick you up, bring you to the yeah. bar, and then anoint you with your. And now you know, and, and it's funny because when people like <laughs> that's a Lehigh Valley, I love it. Yeah, well, Lehigh Valley. So JT, what does JT stand for? So now as a designer, I say just try it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> JT and Kitchen Magic, thanks for uh, thank you. letting me come into the studio. Thank you. It was a pleasure. This was a lot of fun. There, so. A lot of fun. All right. Thank you guys so much. Again, be sure to check the show notes. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon.